Okay, our topic is the ministry of the Holy Spirit. So far we noticed in the first talk there were seven, and the second talk there were ten, and there'll be seven tonight from this one. The ministry of the Spirit, part three. In John 14, verse 26, Jesus said, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. And as we studied already, that was necessary because they missed most of what he had to say while he was on earth. They only got a very small percentage of what he was talking about. And so Jesus made this prediction, which we're going to study the fulfillment of it. In Luke 17, verse 22, And he said unto the disciples, The days will come when ye shall desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man and ye shall not see it. In other words, he's telling his disciples, you're going to wish that I was back. Just for one day, you're going to wish that I could come just for one day, but I can't come back. Now, if they had grasped that, they would have really paid attention to the rest of what he had to say, right? But, it seemed to just keep on going the same way. Now, I think generally when we talk about this, we think of it from the standpoint of a story rather than a lesson. Because I believe we have the same problem. We read the Bible, we read the writings of Ellen White, but we don't get it all. And so, what we have to be aware of is the day is coming when we're going to long for just one day of freedom like we have right now. Now, there's, there's some reasons why we don't get more. We don't take enough time. That's the beauty of a week of prayer. It kind of gets us to spend more time with spiritual things. And there's always... a a lift, but then we go back to the same way. And that's not good. A week of prayer is supposed to lift us to a new position and we keep on going from that. So part of it is time, how much time we spend with spiritual things. Another part is that we don't sense our need of the Holy Spirit. And so we read it, but we don't grasp it. We don't really understand what it means. We don't see its application to ourselves. We see it as history or we see it as uh, something Jesus said or that someone else said. And so there's a day coming when it won't be possible to study like we do right now. And if we fail now, we're going to be just like he said. We're going to say, I wish I had one day when I could have the Bible and the writings of Ellen White at my fingertips and I could study those things but it won't be. 
That will be too late. Well, unfortunately, the disciples waited too late. But God had an answer, and that was the Holy Spirit. Desire of Ages, page 506, talking about this very text. You do not realize how great is your present privilege in having among you, though veiled in humanity, him who is the life and the light of men. So I think Jesus said more than what's recorded in the Bible. And here's some more of what he said. He said, you know, you just don't understand what your privilege is to have me here with you. And how true that was. They saw his humanity, but they didn't see his divinity. And as a result, they didn't really pay attention as they should have. Now, we have a little different setup. We don't have Jesus here personally, but we do have opportunities to find out what God said. It says, the days will come when you will look back with longing upon the opportunities you now enjoy to walk and talk with the Son of God. Now I believe to some degree it's not quite the same, but Sabbath school, church, prayer meeting, all these, plus our own studies, are the opportunities for us to receive what God wants to give us. And we are tempted by many things to skip and not, not be there. But the time is going to come when we're going to long to meet together like we do right now, to see each other like we do right now, and to, you know, study together and, and pray together. We're going to long for that, but it won't be until... Uh, Jesus returns. Going on. Now, I don't put the reference on every section here, but it'll be the same reference until it gives you another one. Because of their selfishness and earthliness, even the disciples of Jesus could not comprehend the spiritual glory which he sought to reveal unto them. Notice what the barriers were. Selfishness and earthliness. And because of those two things, what he said went over their head many, many times. But, praise God, Jesus had a plan to cure this through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. It was not until after Christ's ascension to his Father and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon the believers that the disciples fully appreciated the Savior's character and mission. So now we can see when they changed. They changed after the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And as I mentioned... It was never God's plan to stop pouring out the Holy Spirit. Once he turned that power on, once he connected the disciples 
with this power of the Holy Spirit. It was his plan to connect every generation with the same power of the Holy Spirit to do exactly the same things that it did for them. After they had received the baptism of the Spirit, they began to realize that they had been in the very presence of the Lord of glory. Now, I've read quotations that indicate that when we read our Bible, we are to take it as the voice of God speaking to us. So we are in danger of the same thing, that we don't take it serious enough. We don't realize it's God's voice speaking to us. Well, that was their problem. They didn't realize. They saw his humanity, all right, but they really didn't perceive his divinity very well. Occasionally, they got a glimpse of it, but in general, they didn't see it. And it wasn't until the baptism of the Holy Spirit, they said, we were walking and talking with God. We, we didn't know that that's what we were doing. As the sayings of Christ were brought to their remembrance, their minds were open to comprehend the prophecies and to understand the miracles which he had wrought. So they witnessed the miracles, but they didn't get the lesson out of it. They didn't get the message out of it. And so often that's what happens to us. We read it, it's a wonderful story. We praise God for his power to heal and to perform miracles, but then the lesson they were supposed to get, we missed. So that was their problem. They didn't grasp the prophecies of the Old Testament. The New Testament hadn't been written yet. So when we talk about the Bible in their day, we're talking about the Old Testament. And the prophecies, they didn't grasp those, even though Jesus tried to explain many of them. Now, after Pentecost, the wonders of his life passed before them. So through the power of the Holy Spirit, it's like the whole life of Jesus passed before them again. And they were as men awakened from a dream. So it was, it was like before it was above their heads. But now... The Holy Spirit awakens them, like happens when we awaken from a dream, and all of a sudden we're in reality now, because we're awakened from the dream, and that's what the Holy Spirit did for them. Christ had actually come from God to a sinful world to save the fallen sons and daughters of Adam. And you can imagine they were praising God that they understood what he had come for now. The disciples now seemed to themselves of much less importance than before they realized this. So they got a lot smaller in their own eyes. And, you know, the smaller we are, the less selfishness, the less earthliness we have. And so the Holy Spirit was removing 
those things from them by opening their eyes and helping them to grasp what Jesus had really come for and what it was he was trying to teach while he was here. They never wearied of rehearsing his words and works. You know, I've made a distinction between children and adults. One of them is that when you have a good story, the children want you to tell it again. But when we're an adult, we say, I already heard that. And that hinders us too. But under the influence of the Holy Spirit, they could go over the same story and be even more excited about it than the first time they went over it. And they were learning from it as well, I'm sure. And so they never got tired of telling each other the stories of what Jesus did while he was here on the earth. His lessons, which they had but dimly understood, now came to them as a fresh revelation. It's like maybe you've had the experience once in a while. You read something you've read many times before, and you say, wow, I didn't know that was in there. And so their, their eyes were opened by the power of the Holy Spirit, and it was like, this is a whole new Bible. This is not the Bible we've been studying. This is, this is a new Bible. The scriptures became to them a new book. Do you think they had as much trouble studying it after the Holy Spirit as they did before? I don't think so. Because it was so much more exciting, they couldn't wait till the next time that they could get it out and study it. As the disciples searched the prophecies that testified of Christ, with amazement they read and reread the prophetic delineations of his character and work. If you've ever done that, you're amazed probably at how many things in the Old Testament tell about what would happen when Jesus came to this earth. But they had missed it all. If they had understood it, they would have known he would go to the cross. They would have known he would have been betrayed by one of his disciples, on and on. And so now, as they went back over that Old Testament, they started seeing Jesus everywhere, all through the Old Testament, and prophecies about what he would do and, and why they could believe he really was the Messiah. <clears throat> How dimly had they comprehended the prophetic scriptures. How slow they had been in taking in the great truths which testified of Christ. Now if that happens to you, do you feel good about yourself? No, neither did they feel very good about themselves. Looking upon him in his humiliation as he walked a man among men, they had not understood the mystery of his incarnation, the dual character of his nature. 
their eyes were holden so that they did not fully recognize divinity in humanity. As I was thinking about this, how is it that we have that problem? I think we have it in the sense that we don't understand how closely Jesus can connect divinity with us. We don't understand. So we think about the weakness we have, we think about the impossibilities that we face because we don't realize that it is his plan, just like he was divine and human. It is his plan through faith to connect divinity to us so that we have the benefits of divinity in our life. Not that we can command it, not that we can, you know, use it uh, for our, in the way we want, but it is available to be used for every need that we have. And that's why he wants us to believe that the Holy Spirit is here in the world to do that very thing for us, to provide that divinity. So we're not just human, but we are human and divine. Not that we possess it of our own, of course. <clears throat> but after they were illuminated by the Holy Spirit, how they longed to see him again and to place themselves at his feet. They thought, oh, if he would just come back for one day. But Jesus didn't need to come back. He had the gift of the Holy Spirit. And remember, we studied in the beginning that through the presence of the Holy Spirit, we can be closer to God than they could be to Jesus. And if we accept the ministry of the Holy Spirit, we can understand everything in the Bible through the ministry of the Holy Spirit that we're ready to understand. Now, he, he doesn't reveal everything because sometimes we have to advance a little before he can reveal something. But with the presence of the Holy Spirit, everything plus that Jesus gave to his disciples is available to every one of us. How they wished that they might come to him and have him explain the scriptures which they could not comprehend. But they learn to bring it to the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit explain to them what the scriptures meant. How attentively would they listen to his words? They thought, wow, you know, there was one uh, lady I studied with. I'm very sad because she took herself out of the Adventist church after a number of years, but I never studied with anybody like her. She would sit on the edge of her seat. Her eyes were glued to every word I said. And I thought, this is amazing that somebody is that interested, you know? They thought, 
That's the way we would listen to Jesus if he would just come back. One thing really bothered them. What had Christ meant when he said, I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now? You know, don't we just long to understand the things that people tell us they don't want to tell us? We just wish we could find it out and learn about it. And so that was in the hearts of the disciples. They thought, what did we miss out on? Because... We were so dull and so lacking in paying attention to what he was teaching us. How eager they were to know it all. So we don't want to miss out on any truth that Jesus wanted to share with us. They grieved that their faith had been so feeble. So they thought back over the stories. You remember at the foot of the mountain when this demon-possessed uh, young man was brought to, to them and the father was hoping they would deliver him from demon possession and they weren't able to deliver him. And when Jesus joined them, he said, it's because you didn't have faith. And Ellen White makes it clear the reason they didn't have any faith at that time was because they were griping over the fact that the three disciples had been given favor by being taken up on the mountain and they had been left behind. And so they were destroying their faith by this discussion and this frustration that they were indulging in. And they could think of many experiences like that and it really bothered them. They said, we wish we could have had the kind of faith that Jesus wanted us to have. You know, every time we grumble about what happens to us, it's a lack of faith. Every time we don't gain the victory over something, it's a lack of faith. There are many times we have a lack of faith. But when the Holy Spirit comes... We're going to look back and then we're going to grieve over that. We're going to feel bad that we had such a lack of faith. And we're not going to continue in the path. The disciples didn't continue with that lack of faith. But as they looked back, they could see it. That they had so failed of comprehending the reality. And now they see the reality and they see where they were. And they just, it, it's just grieving them to think about this. So, what have we noticed about the ministry of the Spirit? Well, number one, the Holy Spirit revealed the divinity of Christ to them. They got it. They understood that He was not just human. He was divine. And his divinity was always involved in helping other people. He didn't use his divinity for himself, but his divinity was used to help other people. Number two, the Holy Spirit took away selfishness and earthliness. So if we see any of that in us, or even if we don't see it, it's still there. We need it removed. 
what what is the agency to remove it it's the holy spirit to take away selfishness and earthliness number three the holy spirit taught them the meaning of everything jesus did and said so as we go through the new testament and we read those stories and of course since god has already expanded the story in ellen white i I think we should use that. And yet, there is more because there is no end to the truths of the Bible. You, you cannot exhaust them. So he didn't reveal everything to Ellen White that could be understood. So the Holy Spirit is here to teach us all that we can handle. I guess that's the best way to put it, all that we can handle. Number four, <clears throat> the Holy Spirit made them love to go over the stories again and again. They never got tired of going over one of the things that Jesus said or that he did. And number five, the Bible now was a brand new book to them. It's like this book is so exciting and so uplifting and there's so many beautiful thoughts that we hadn't seen before it was just a brand new book also the holy spirit revealed their slowness and their dullness so that their eyes were open to it before they didn't see it but now they could see it and they were asking of course to have it all removed so that they would not struggle with that anymore. And number seven, they had deep regret that they missed so much. You know, when you miss something, you miss it for eternity to some degree. In other words, as our <clears throat> mind is expanded, we are able to have it expand more. So if we miss out at the beginning, even though some of it gets corrected, God can't correct it all. The only way we can get it all is to get everything as it comes to us and it keeps expanding our knowledge and our understanding and so on. Well, I don't think there's any of us that get it all, you know, but uh, it is important for the habit of missing to stop and to have the regret that they had for what we've missed in the past and believe that the Holy Spirit is here to give as much to us as we can handle, as much as we can take, the Holy Spirit is here to do that and benefit us at this time.